Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, college football's on notice, and per usual, the SEC is going to start a trend that I think is about to transpire, but there are not going to be any rescheduled games because of COVID. You get sick in college football, you forfeit, you lose. It's that simple. Is that fair? Let's discuss. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, we got an answer to a question that I was curious about, and now I know the answer, at least with the SEC, and I would expect that this is going to be the case throughout the rest of college football. If your team's too sick to play, sorry, no grace period, no bye week to reschedule a game. You're finished, you're done, you're taking an L. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. No Coquel. He's on a plane as we speak. The modern marvel of aviation. He is headed to Charlotte for ACC Media Days. That's where uh, he'll be for the next few days. I'll be leaving tomorrow for Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days, but I'll make sure that I, I'm not leaving you at noon. I'll be here for you all week long, including tomorrow at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Joe Rigotti holding things down. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the cloudy yet humid intracoastal and we're with you on the free espn app as well as on your smart speaker hey alexa hey siri hey google play espn 106.3 so we are in the throes of uh, media days college football has arrived uh you know it's college football when you have coaches sitting down at a podium in front of a very very expensively printed sheet uh with their team's logo behind him and that's how you know that that is college football. And SCC has taken front and center. Uh, They are in Birmingham. And uh, yesterday, Greg Sankey, who is arguably the most influential commissioner, the most influential voice in all of college football, he answered a question that had been floating and floating and floating there for weeks and weeks and weeks. What if a team in this vaccine era gets too sick to play. What if they lose numbers to uh, COVID positives and contact tracing? And like last year, a roster is decimated and uh, you no longer have the numbers to put a team out on the field. Can you reschedule the game or not? And this was Greg Sankey's response to that. What I've identified for consideration among our membership is we remove those roster minimums and you're expected to play as scheduled. That means your team needs to be healthy to compete. And if not, that game won't be rescheduled. And thus, to dispose of the game, the forfeit word comes up at this point. We've not built in the kind of time we did last year, particularly at the end of the season to accommodate disruption. And unless we're going to do that, our teams are gonna have to be fully prepared to play their season as scheduled. So forfeit. That's the key word out of all of that. The F word. Forfeit. If your team cannot take the field because of an outbreak of COVID-19, then sorry, that's a loss for you. Unplayable, no contest, you move on. That's extreme. 
And I didn't think college football would go there. But when Greg Sankey says it, when that's going to be the SEC's maybe not-so-official policy, but that's going to be their approach to this, you bet your ass that the ACC will follow suit, the Big Ten will follow suit, the Big 12, the Pac-12, Conference USA, the AAC, all of those conferences will follow suit because the SEC, from that standpoint, is king. Forget on the field. When it comes to decision-making, the SEC is key. What happened last year? You remember? The Big Ten wasn't going to play football. The Pac-12 wasn't going to play football. Then the SEC decided, we're going to play football. And then guess what happened like three weeks later? The Big Ten and Pac-12 decided they were going to play football. So this is going to be the policy for every single conference throughout college football unless something shocking happens. You get rid of the roster minimums that existed last year. If you dipped under that, you couldn't put your team on the field. This year, the SEC says, we're doing away with that. And if you're too sick, if you have an outbreak, if your team's not vaccinated to an 85% threshold, that is what the SEC is looking for, an 85% threshold. And your team gets sick, you have an outbreak. We'll take away that minimum. But it also means you're probably playing some redshirt freshmen in massive games that you don't want them to play in. And if your team is too hurt for you to feel like uh, maybe you shouldn't be trotting them out there, then you've got to take an L. You've got to take a forfeit. That's significant. That's massive. But also, is it fair? Because we are talking about 18 to 22-year-olds. We are talking about a segment of the population that uh, they're just getting into independence. They're making a determination about whether or not they want this vaccine. They're heavily influenced by social media. I know that me, 19-year-old, I'd probably be a little more defiant, not hesitant, but defiant than I am now about getting vaccinated, about taking care of myself. So it's tough. You just wonder, is it fair? Is, is it fair to force COVID sick college football teams to forfeit in 2021. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at the show at ESPN West Palm. And I'll take this a step further as well. Are you really looking out for the college football teams if you're taking away that roster minimum and you might be forcing a guy who's not ready, who's not physically ready? who's not speed-wise ready to take the field. Because you know that coaches are going to do everything they possibly conceivably can to not have to forfeit, which means that Joe Bob Williker from Hoover, Alabama, he of 278 pounds, coming from high school, true freshman, left guard, he might be pressed into action. Some coaches would rather choose that guy who's physically not there whose uh, ability-wise not quite there, hasn't gotten nearly enough coaching, all of a sudden he's starting against LSU. That doesn't seem safe. That doesn't seem like that's in the best interest of the player. So is it fair for college football teams to have to forfeit if they have too large a COVID-19 outbreak, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. One more question on that. If a team doesn't meet the threshold, and I, I wonder if each league is going to have a different percentage, though, again, the SEC rules the day. 
They've said 85%. There are today, and we are, what's the day today? The 19th? I don't even know. It's the 20th. It's the 20th. We are a little over a month from week zero of the college football season. Just a little over a month. And there are six teams in the SEC, not one, not two, not three, six that have not met the 85% vaccinated threshold. That's the roster. That's the coaching staff. One of those teams, Florida. Dan Mullen's Florida Gators are not at 85%. FAU has Florida. Florida Atlantic, by the way, the team I call games for, longtime voice of Florida Atlantic football and basketball. I'm expecting to go to the swamp for week one and call that game, FAU in Florida. But with Florida under that threshold, who knows? Like, I, I, I don't know. FAU had its first two games last year dashed because of COVID. But also, if a team doesn't meet the threshold, whose fault is it? Where does that blame lie? Is it fair to actually put it on the players, these 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds? Is it fair to do that? Is it on them? Or would the coaches be to blame? Would the administration, the athletic director, be to blame? Who would be to blame for a team not hitting the COVID threshold? And full disclosure, I'm sitting here talking about Florida. I don't know where FAU stands in terms of percentage of roster vaccinated. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So it might be unfair of me to be sort of poking at Florida here. And I will give Florida credit because Dan Mullen, who I make fun of a lot for being uh, a, a complete maniac, like last year just lost his mind on multiple occasions. He is on the record multiple times. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get your shots, make sure you do this or else we can't get back to normal. Like good, that's the message. Kirby Smart, Georgia head coach today, said, we're over the 85% threshold, but at the University of Georgia, we're going for 100%. Bravo. I mean, that's the message you need to send. But then, if a team doesn't get to the threshold, no matter what league they're in, and they put themselves at risk of having to forfeit games or putting players in that aren't ready to play college football, especially at the Division I level, whose fault does that lie on? Is it the players, or the coaches, or the admin? And is it fair to force COVID outbreak teams to possibly forfeit? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And, of course, hit us up on the Twitter at ESPN West Palm. JC is in West Palm. JC, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, JC? Hey, man. Um, listen, <laughs> I, I have the same questions you have, man, concerning the, the season. But one of the things that I think that you know, that I'm looking at is there's really no concerns for players. I think this is more about, you know, the dollars. Because... From what, I mean, from what standpoint? Because I agree there is dollar, there are dollars tied into this. From what standpoint? If, if you're going to come out and just be, you know, draconian and saying, well, then if you don't play, you know, if you don't meet the threshold, then, you know, you'll forfeit the games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like they're really looking out for the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, from this standpoint, I would agree because, again, you don't want to be, by eliminating the roster minimums, you don't want to be putting right. guys out there who are not ready. And it, there's, no, it, there's no more dangerous sport 
I think, in the world than football when it comes to guys who aren't physically ready to actually take the field. You're running the risk of, forget COVID, if you do have a COVID outbreak and you have injured players that are sort of borderline, if you really don't want to take that forfeit, you're going to put them on the field as opposed to saying, oh, you can take this week off. You can rest up. I think that gets dangerous. And you're right. That's where money does come in. It's very dangerous, and, and and I'm a proponent of the vaccine. Yeah, and, sure. you know I believe everybody should take the vaccine, but at the same time, you cannot force people to do what they don't want to do. Right, and that's you what's know, tough. And, and so, I, I just wonder, from that standpoint, who has to answer to that though? Like, if your team doesn't meet that threshold, and again, you and I are on the same page vaccines are good they should happen uh but as we've seen you're not going to you're not going to uh force anyone to do this even if you're a college football player where does the blame lie do you put it on the players or do you put it on the coaches for not properly convincing players or the athletic director for not uh setting clear hey this is what's at stake like who shoulders the blame for that if you don't hit the threshold uh, well, Ken, uh, uh, sad to say, I'm going to bring a little bit of politics into it. This is why I think it's dangerous when you have people running around and saying all kind of stupid things, sure. you sure. know, as far as the vaccine is concerned. Sure. That has not helped. And that that is the big reason why we're not at a threshold, because I don't know. And JC, I don't know if you uh, did, did you did you attend college? No, I did, but my son did. Okay, so my you son know, played football. You when 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 you're going to go to college, like one of the first things they send you, so you know, with your son going, is what's his vaccine history, right? Like that, exactly, that, exactly. You know, and so well, that well, not play. just college. I mean, from from the time you register for for school. Yeah, I got, I've got my you, girls in pre-K, exactly, and and they need their vaccine history. And JC, appreciate the call. I I worry about whether the players are actually being looked out for here. From a money standpoint, you want to make sure that you're going to have Alabama and LSU on a Saturday night. Because, Joe, what happened last year when it was going to be final round of the Masters in November on uh, on, on Sunday, or, or third round of the Masters on a Saturday during the day, and then Alabama, LSU, from Death Valley on Saturday night. It was going to be glorious. CBS was going to rake in the advertising dollars. And what happened? LSU had a COVID outbreak, no game, and that was completely dashed. Like this, it's, I I wonder if, like Greg Sankey, that's great. He's taking a hard line. What he's trying to do is he's trying to say, get the shots. Get the jab, get the vaccine. Let's get this ball rolling. Come on. But there also is a part of this where I almost feel like they should have scheduled like they did last year. Because let's be clear about something, too. We are still within a year of the vaccine being made available. So you're, you're, you're trying to expedite this process, and you're trying to get a season going and do it as normal as possible when we haven't even had the vaccine in existence for a full year and yes, it's widely accessible. I, I'm, I agree. There's no reason for you not to have gotten the shot by this point. People have put it off, whether it's for ideological reasons, whether it's just for pure lazy reasons. Maybe it's for, um, for financial reasons. Maybe they're, I mean, it's lower, the, the, the lower classes had less access to vaccines. Like, that's a fact. But 
at the college campuses, if you're a college football player, it's there for you. It's widely available for you. But it also is within a year. Like, there is a, a significant amount of dedication that needs to go into, hey, um, I'm going to throw myself into to getting the vaccine. Why, why wouldn't this year you have the open holes in the schedule again so that then by 2022 you say, hey, it absolutely, this is drop dead. 2021 is the last possible year that we're going to have three open dates where we can reschedule. This is us trying to ease into normalcy instead of just trying to throw ourselves into normalcy. And that's how we're going to move forward. Because look what's happened with this country now that we've thrown ourselves back to normalcy. We're at 9% positivity rates in Miami-Dade County. We're up over 5% here in Palm Beach County again. Hospitals are filled again. That's what happens when you don't ease into something. You just throw the doors open. So college football's fallen into that trap. They are throwing the doors open because they're desperate to make the money that comes with getting the games off on time. And with that, inherently comes the question, are they actually worrying and caring about the player's well-being? Because this goes past COVID. This goes past whether or not you want the shot. There are going to be teams that have COVID outbreaks. There are going to be many teams that don't hit whatever the threshold is that's set forth. We know Florida's not there. That's official. We know this is going to happen, but that trickles down into injured players. Trickles down into players too young, not ready yet, too too green, too raw to actually see the field. The coaches are going to say, come on, get out there. Be tough. Execute what we've talked to you in practice. And then you get trucked by a 260-pound defensive end and your collarbone is broken, right? Like There are safety concerns with this by forcing teams to potentially have to take a forfeit like the SEC is going to do. And by extension, I think that'll trickle down to every league. Is it fair to have COVID-sick college football teams forfeit in 2021 if a team doesn't meet the vaccine threshold whose fault is it head coach athletic director the league commissioner 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 ken levick alive is presented by the fau mba sport management program and uh, it is coming up on the deadline to make sure that you are going to be able to see Joanne McCalley, Coach P, longtime college basketball coach, went to a national championship game in Michigan State, four-time ACC Coach of the Year at Duke, and spent her 30-year career being at the top of the sport while also battling bipolar disorder. She is an incredible story, and she's speaking to the FAU MBA Sport Management Program class. Uh, that is coming up. Uh, on uh, Thursday, that'll be Thursday night, 7 o'clock, but to register to be a part of that, register to see her, register to hear her speak, you've got to go to fau.edu slash sport and register by 9 a.m. tomorrow. By 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's fau.edu slash sport to see the great Joanne McCalley. She is truly one of the most fascinating people that's ever come through college basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball, no matter the era. Uh, Joanne McCalley, Coach P, as they call her, speaking to the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 7 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, but you've got to pre-register to see it. fau.edu slash sport. Register tomorrow by 9 a.m. Is it fair to force... COVID sick college football teams to forfeit like the SEC is going to do. Whose fault is it if a team doesn't hit the vaccine threshold? 888 760 3776. 
888-760-3776. Our Twitter machine is at ESPN West Palm. When we return, what is the weirdest regional delicacy? Because last night, we saw Skyline Chili absolutely crapped on, which is ironic because it's usually the other way around. He's Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.